Thank you for joining me today. I hope you will subscribe and come back and join this podcast often. Also, you can find me at ValerieSilvera.com where I have many more resources to help you become a warrior in hope. Hello there, friends and fellow warriors. You know, lately I've been thinking about time a lot more and how precious it is and how short it is. And it's getting shorter every day, isn't it? I mean, nobody's getting out of this thing alive, but I think the older you get, I don't think I know (laughs) the older you get. And it's not just myself. It's from talking with other people. We think a lot more about time and the value of time and just how precious it is as, you know, every day ticks by. It's one more gone, one more day you can't get back. So it's important that we make the best of the rest of our lives. And you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes I know people don't want to think about personal development and becoming your best and all that. And it can even seem cliche, but it's just not. It is so important that we don't leave anything out left on the playing field of life that we that we live it. Not just the length of it, but the width of it and the height of it. Have you heard that song, Live Like You Were Dying by Tim McGraw? Even if you don't like country music, this song is super amazing because the lyrics are so meaningful. And with regard to time, they are spot on. Those of us who haven't had this kind of a diagnosis that the song talks about, thank you. We don't know what that feels like, but we can only imagine, right? So the song is about somebody who gets a diagnosis. And so he's, you know, gets this news starts thinking about his options, starts thinking about sweet time. And somebody asks him, wow, when when that really sank in, what did you do? Well, this guy didn't go into a panic in this song. He went skydiving. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to sing because I like you too much to put you through that. (laughs) I went skydiving. I went Rocky Mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. And I loved deeper and I spoke sweeter, and I gave forgiveness I'd been denying. And he said to the the other person, someday I hope you get the chance to live like you were dying. Think about that, how your perspective changes in a moment. And what I really love about the lyrics is, is that he went skydiving and Rocky Mountain climbing and went on a bull. So he took chances, didn't he? Things he would have been afraid to do, he did. And he loved deeper and spoke sweeter and gave forgiveness he'd been denying. Because when we're faced with something like the inevitable, boom, it's happening, the things that we were holding on to don't seem to matter anymore, do they? Fear, that's one of them. Afraid to love deeply. Holding back for some reason. Getting angry over things that just don't matter holding back forgiveness. Such a big one. I call it the F word and man, it will set you free. So in this thinking about time, I started to really think about how much of our precious time and really kind of keep thinking about those lyrics and that story. And especially if you know that song, you know the impact of it. That precious little bit of time that was in this particular song, in the lyrics, 
there was a certain amount of time left. What are you going to do with it? So I've really been thinking a lot about technology because I have a love-hate with it, okay? And I know that when you have a public platform like I am, that it's important to connect with people. And it's just, it's, I'm actually a very private person, even though I don't mind that you know about me and I'm outgoing and fun loving and all that. I'm actually kind of a private person. And so this has been a real struggle for me. I'm just going to put it out there. It really has because I'm always thinking, who cares what I'm doing all the time? And so we're kind of in a different age now, aren't we? Where technology is just there all the time. People have FOMO, fear of missing out. But even more than that, we've become mobile dependent, right? Ask yourself, do you have your phone on the table when you go out for dinner? Now, I might take it out to take a picture or, or we think of something, oh, let's look something up. But people that just have it sitting there. I remember I, I knew this guy um, back when I lived over in the, in the desert in California and he was just an occasional friend. If you uh, were, if you are a member of my Warriors in Hope and are studying the Nine Weapons of Hope, then you would know about the Circle of Strength. And in he, in my Circle of Strength, he was in one of the outer rings. He wasn't a close, close friend, but he was a really good time and everything. But I remember saying to him, you know, do you have something better going on? You waiting for a phone call to take you somewhere else than here? Because it seemed like he was always constantly on that phone he wasn't really present. Is it close at hand when you're at a social engagement? Do you find yourself just checking and checking and checking? You know what we're doing? We are checking in on OPL, other people's lives. Think about it. This is why you'll hear me say lives lived out on social media may appear better than they really are because the danger of checking in on other people's lives all the time is that it looks as if they're having such a great time. I mean, I just can't even imagine the impact it is having on children and teens and, and younger people. And you know, it's happening to everyone now, but especially in those years when your, your brain is developing, you haven't built your confidence and all that. Oh my goodness. Looking at everybody else's life and thinking, Oh, I don't fit in. I wasn't invited to that. She's better looking than me. He's got a nicer car than me and on and on it goes. It is taking a serious toll on our mental and physical well-being. And what's really interesting is that I am talking to you right now and you're using an app to listen, right? So that's why I say the love-hate of it. I think it's wonderful that we can have this kind of, of interaction. But we just have to be so careful. What are we doing with it? I think it's great that you're listening to this podcast because you're trying to get a little nugget of wisdom or some kind of perspective to better your life. And there are plenty of other resources you can use to do just that. But how much time is spent just looking at other people's lives and then feeling like crap about ours? Be honest with yourself. Have you ever scrolled through social media and thought at the end of it, you just didn't feel good? You just had a, a sadness or a depression. Something just didn't, you felt out of sorts. Listen, I'm in this business of, of trying to help people with this kind of stuff. And I've had it happen to me many times. So I, was, I read about this study in 2017. Okay, now this was a few years ago. So I, I, really, should, I really should have gotten some more uh, data, more current data, but let's go with it. U.S. adults, this is just adults, spent an average of three hours and 20 minutes a day using their smartphones and tablets. I'm pretty sure it's a whole lot more than that now. 
But think about this. In 2017, it was double the amount it was five years ago. Can you imagine it probably is double now? Let's just go with that. Okay, don't quote me on this because I don't have a study for this. Let's just say it was. That'd be five hours a day? What? Holy smokes. Oh, wait, three and a half. That'd be seven hours. Do some math here. Can you believe I spent my whole life in finance and accounting and all that? I can't even, I can't even do a times two. Okay. Even if it were just the three and a half, even if it had not increased, which I'm sure it has, what could you do with three and a half hours a day? We all say, every one of us does this. I don't have time. How many times have you said it and heard it just this week? I don't have time to exercise, to work on my personal development, on bettering myself, to take a walk in nature, to read a book. Remember those things called books? They have pages and stuff, and they used to be in these things called libraries. <laughs> the app technology addiction, because it really is an addiction, my friends, has consequences. And of course, the most serious is, do you ever see people on their devices watching? I saw someone watching. It looked like they were watching a movie or a video or something while they were driving oh, on the freeway. There are plenty of studies out there, but I don't think we need a study to tell us that looking at Facebook profiles of people having fun at parties, on their vacations, looking great, with all their bestie friends makes people feel worse about their lives. Don't forget my warning. Lives lived out on social media may appear better than they really are. Because first of all, those aren't real life. Well, okay, it's real. They were at a party. They were having a good time. But that's not their entire life. And that's the problem is that we see these snippets of people's lives. And who doesn't want to put their best foot forward and put their best... Um, parts of their life out for the world to see. Of course we do. You know, I, I would, wouldn't like it if everybody was just all depressed all the time and putting all their sad news out. So that's, it's wonderful. It's that dual-edged sword because the danger is, is that it gives you the wrong perspective about other people's lives and therefore your own. I saw another study that suggested that people who spent more time using social media were less happy I know people who don't use social media at all, at all. They don't have a profile. They don't have any, anything like that. You know what? I'm going to go check and see if I think they're happier. <laughs> now, of course, there are a lot of factors in your life that, that uh, add up to happiness, but I do think that's interesting. I think part of our social media addiction is the addiction of approval, right? We like those likes. Can you imagine that? I mean, literally, you're deciding your life, how many friends you have. I think my son, well, he got off social, off of Facebook. I think he, he, he got off it and now he just uses it for a, a, a couple of things that, uh, so, but I remember at the time he had over a thousand friends. Can you see my air quotes? Friends. Okay. He doesn't have a thousand friends. Those are people that they connected together on Facebook. Okay. So I think that, that there is this addiction of approval. And, and I don't know, for me, first of all, I just want approval from God, first of all. I mean, literally, that's my number one thing. Does God approve of me? And, you know, I often wonder if he does. <laughs> I'm trying. And, um, you know, do I approve of myself? Am I living up to the integrity that I want to live by, the, the moral code that I have? 
You know, am I growing and becoming a better person? Am I, am I learning and using what I've learned and using all of the hardships and tragedies that I've been through? Am I using them to make even a little piece of the world better? To make at least somebody's life a little better? I read something else. One of the most popular methods used by apps and platforms to keep your attention, it wasn't invented by these techies at all. It's a psychological tool and it's used in casinos and they call it variable ratio schedule. Now, have you ever been at a casino? I'm not a, really a gambler. I don't really enjoy it. I'd rather take that money and go buy a pair of shoes. <laughs> but I know, you know, people that enjoy it and it's not a big deal. And there are people who enjoy it a little too much and get pretty addicted to it. It's, you know, it's anything. You see people watching the, or doing that candy crush or anything. These are these addictions. So here's what it is. This concept refers to when an action is rewarded, but at various times. So, right, you don't know when you're going to get that reward. Think about it. When you're out gambling, you don't know if or when. You know, you push that button on that slot machine or you play that, that hand of cards. So the user doesn't know when they'll be rewarded. Just that they will be, but in no particular pattern. So what does that do? It keeps you going. It keeps you in there. Like, I got I to get it. I got to win. I got to get that, those three cherries in a row. You know, I've got to try to win a hand, get some of my money back. But it's the same thing, even if it's not gambling for money, but that's just kind of where that concept came from. Imagine if you spent the kind of time and energy that we spend trying to get those likes and the, that instant gratification or that other psychological reward, that concept that says we don't know when we're going to be rewarded. What if we spent the same amount of time making ourselves better, working on our spiritual development, working on our, on keeping our brains living in a more balanced way, working on having a warrior mentality, a better mindset. God, imagine how our lives would improve. Our lives are not improving with this app addiction. I think there are ways in which it can improve, but this is where we have to be selective. We have to be responsible. We have to choose wisely what we're going to look at. You know, are we going to just mindlessly allow some comment and then another comment and another thing and another post and, an, and off we are in some rabbit trail? Time is precious. Remember at the beginning of this, when I talked about precious time. So there's this guy named Tristan Harris who spent three years working at Google as a design ethicist. A design ethicist. Sounds fancy, doesn't it? But he writes about the topic of smartphone addiction and he even started a nonprofit dedicated to the subject. So he said, he likens the variable ratio schedule that I mentioned earlier, that concept, that slot machine method to a tactic several apps also employ. Just one example. When you swipe your finger downward on Twitter, a spinning wheel indicates the app is loading more content. You don't know what you're getting. It's that same thing, right? What am I getting? Oh, I got to wait and see. And even if that's kind of an instantaneous thing and you know that you're just going to get more information, it's that same psychology Cigarettes are designed to keep you addicted, right? I mean, they're not out there for your health. That's why it always cracks me up when I see these, these uh, ads where cigarettes are talking about quit smoking and we're supporting quit smoking. Really? You're supporting people stopping using your product? 
I think that's because you got in trouble and you have to. Coffee is addicting. Fast food, sugary and packaged foods, and so many other things. Apps are addicting too. And there are so many of them out there. And, you know, they are working hard for your attention. And they are using psychology to get to you, right? And so obviously what we talk about a lot has to do with psychology. So you just have to be mindful. What are you going to allow to impact you? What kind of psychology? What kind of thought processes? What kind of wisdom? What kind of perspective? And what are you willing to do with your precious time? So back to that song that I talked about, Live Like You Were Dying. So another part of the song, the lyrics go like this. He said, I was finally the husband that most of the time I wasn't. See, when he had that time, that, that, that hourglass was running out. I became a friend a friend would like to have. So this is what he's doing with his precious time. He's taking risks. He's becoming a better person. He's letting things go. All of a sudden, going fishing wasn't such an imposition. He slowed down. He went three times that year. He lost his dad. And he finally read the good book. You know, it's like, wow, yeah, I might be meeting my maker pretty soon. Maybe I should check out what he has to say. And I took a good, long, hard look at what I'd do if I could do it all again. And then it goes into the lyrics again. I went skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing, 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. And I loved deeper and I spoke sweeter and gave forgiveness I'd been denying. And he said, someday, I hope you get the chance to live like you were dying. This is our chance. This is our chance right now to live like we were dying to grab a hold of our precious time, whatever that looks like. We don't really know, do we? We don't know. People have been given a diagnosis and that didn't turn out to be right and they've, they lived a lot longer or even a full life. Nobody knows. Nobody knows that time, that moment. We all just know it's going to happen. But no matter how much time you have left, it doesn't seem like enough, does it? Even if you were to live to a ripe old age, it still seems like it's like a freight train bearing down on you, doesn't it? That is the preciousness of time. So we get a choice. The next time you say you don't have time to do something that's good for you, you know, something that will improve the quality of your life, ask yourself the question, how much time have you spent wasting it? How much wasted time on mindless social media? Not mindful, not mindful apps, not picking and choosing what you're going to spend your time doing, but allowing your time to just be sucked away from you. Because I think if you had the right mindset like this song and, and had that hourglass begin. I think you might do things like going skydiving. You might take some chances and you might hold the people that you love closer and you might be sweeter and less angry and be more apt to forgive. I think you might watch that ego while it was flying. You'd appreciate your time more. I highly doubt you'd spend the rest of your time wasting it 
on mindless apps, mindless technology that's just sucking away your time or even worse, making you feel terrible. Wait a minute. Is feeling terrible worse than wasting your precious time? I don't know about that. I don't know which is worse. Time is precious, my friends, and it's cruising by. The good news is we get to decide what we do with it. You've heard that saying that says, the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. Use your precious time wisely. Let's all of us link arms and use our time, whatever it is left, to be the best we can, to make a difference in this world, to learn how to live fearlessly. And when I say fearlessly, I don't mean without fear. So maybe I should have said, learn how to overcome fear. So you do it anyway. The guy in our story, in our song, went skydiving, probably scared to death. Rocky Mountain climbing, probably the same. 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu, I guarantee you. Those were 2.7 terrifying seconds. I've, I've been on a, a bull a few times, but it was mechanical. And even that's a little terrifying. Let's love deeper. Let's speak sweeter and give forgiveness. Let's use that F word every stinking chance we get. Let's read the good book. Let's get in touch with our souls or whatever it is you believe. Watch that ego as it's flying because this is our chance. You and me, it's our chance to live like we are dying. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you will subscribe and come back and join this podcast often. Also, you can find me at ValerieSilvera.com where I have many more resources to help you become a warrior in hope.